When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live. It's a Tuesday, Newsday, Tuesday, September 12th. Thanks for being with us. My name is Madeline Burke. I'm alongside Howard Cross. You can find us on social media at Madeline Burke, at Howard Cross 87, or join the conversation on X, on Twitter, on whatever you're calling it these days by using hashtag <laughs> Giants Chat. Uh, the phone number is 201-939-4513. As a reminder, you can find the archive of this show and our entire podcast network on the Giants mobile app, podcast platforms everywhere, and at Giants.com slash podcast. Obviously, we're still just two days removed from a tough loss in the home opener, the season opener, Giants mm-hmm. falling the Cowboys. I know we've gotten into that quite a bit ad nauseum yesterday. The phone line's already going off today, Howard. <laughs> you know, one of the things that you said to me was like, listen, it's not as bad as it looked. And I I just need you, for all the listeners, for all the Giants fans out there, for all the BBK regulars and such, to just expand on that a little bit for them. (laughs) No, it's not as bad. It's the first game of the season. I think that, you know, I think most of what was happening for the fans and for the team probably was the feel-good story from last year, coach of the year, making the playoffs, contracts galore, everybody's happy, all these new weapons in here. I'm like, guys, you know, and what did we say? Tough first start of the season, three three out of four first games and night games. Uh, primetime games at that, uh, all good opponents. So let's dial it back just a little bit. Let's limit, you know, let's, you know, temper our expectations. I've heard players talking about some, I've been tired of losing, just we're going to take the next step. I'm like, God, relax. Now you got to go back. You're not going back to the drawing board. You're just resetting your expectations and what you're looking at. And now I think they're going to play the kind of football they wanted to play in the very beginning of the season because they got like, the wake up, the wake up call. The like as Mike Tyson said, "What are you going to do when you get punched in the mouth?" Right. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know what? Then you got to go back to the drawing. Well, board. they got punched in the face, the head, the ear, the eye. Yeah. <laughs> Stung a lot of bunted body shots. And you know, a lot of things that won't that probably won't happen the same way. You're not going to be facing that that you know the number one rush defense in in the country every. And in the conference, every every time you play, that that's going to help you out. That's going to help your offense improve. Your defense will, you know, I hate to say it, 
they were they were basically stymied because the offense was on the field the entire time. Right. You, know, you have a pretty decent long drive. Uh, I didn't think the drive was great. I thought it was a long drive. I thought it was a drive because, hey, look, Michael Parsons was, was, was cut free, and he was, like, coming after him every play. And then after that, they get down there. Um, your all-pro tackle jumps because who's standing in front of him? Parsons. Right. Uh, the next play, the ball skids across the – across the turf because it's a little wet the next thing next thing you know they block a kick i just learned yesterday that you could jump over guys i thought that was a, i thought they had banned that they said no you can't jump over the center you can jump over the guys on the outside if you don't if i'm like oh my goodness so i'm looking forward to that happening for the rest of the year <laughs> <laughs> so it was, but, but you know i you know the defense played pretty well in the first half yeah that that was one thing you could you could you know hang your hat on they they, they really did a good job Again, I don't know if they did a good job or the Dallas just didn't have a lot of opportunities either way. It was, you know, it was pretty decent. I thought the offensive line did not play well at all. But again, you're playing against two or three pro bowlers on, on the same team. So you got to figure something out. There is a talent gap right there. You know, they're going to have to work on. But again, you're going to get a, you're going to get a team in Arizona next. Then you got to go to San Francisco for the same kind of crazy. Everybody <laughs> open up the floodgates. Yeah, then I mean, you, you got Nick Bosa coming your way, a, a defensive front in San Francisco. Oh that's even, goodness. you know. Probably even more scary if you think about it. So yeah. it's just going to be, you just got to figure it out one right. step at a time. But, right. you know, and I think that they're going to, you know, I think Coach and, and the crew also will be like, okay, we can, we can run the ball more, a little more focusing and giving these guys a little bit of a start, trying to help the offensive line out, get them some, I guess, them some energy, some, I don't know if I want to call it injury so much, but you know, trying to give them some confidence so they can start moving forward. So I, I think there are some positives that come out of it. But you gotta sometimes, you know, if the Giants would have went out and won a close one, that oh, here we go again, we got it. Nah, you know, I think getting punched in the mouth, even though it was embarrassing, may have helped reset their clock a little bit. So now they know that there's this is real and they have to get it done. Yeah, and I mean, doing so not just in week one, not just against a divisional opponent, but also on national television on Sunday Night Football. And I think that, you know, every player in that locker room to a man, every coach in that coaching staff to a man, you know, there, there's a sense of pride and, mm -hmm. and ego and not just getting beat like that, but not being able to put a point on the board. Um, you know, this team is not going to say, oh, well, oops. My bad, no, you know. No, they're gonna they're gonna rally together. They're gonna start to fight. But again, you gotta you gotta be prepared for something like that when it when it happens. Like, okay, whoa, wait a minute, that's not who I thought. Well, yeah, now what? What are you gonna do now? And I think that's gonna help. I think that's gonna help them, you know, galvanize them a little bit and start. They're gonna have to start doing something. And again, I don't want to call it a get right team by Arizona because I thought Arizona played pretty well against the Commanders. They did. Yeah. So they did. That, so that's something that you can look forward to. we got to fix a lot of things, and mm -hmm. we got to fix a lot of things against a team that's trying to get better. They're looking at us as the get-right team, and we're looking at them as the get-right team. Exactly. And you can't really take any team in the National Football League for granted, nope. right? If it's an NFL team, they're there for a reason. They're every, every week it's, it's something different. You never know what's going to happen. We've seen a lot of it all weekend long. Yeah. You know, you no, know, Josh Allen the last night throwing what four intercepts or having four turnovers. Josh Allen, zero oh, and five in his career in overtime games. What a weird stat. Yeah, it is. That's tough. Is. That's but, tough. You know, flip a coin. They'll be talking about something else next week. So it, you you can never tell. So I'm yeah. look, it's going to be interesting to see. It and, will and, be. You know, uh, Danny uh, had two turnovers. One, you know, not so much his. One, he just was trying to make something happen. Got to get away from that. And can't can't even fall back into. I got to make something happen no matter what. Like you got to just take the take the loss, take the you know throw it out of bounds, step out of bounds, 
Um, I hate to say take the sack because he got hit so many times with throw the ball Gosh. away. <laughs> don't, he don't, got don't do it. sacked seven times, and that's what the stat sheet will reflect. There were several more that were called back because of penalties. I or think I think he got sacked in theory nine times, maybe ten. Yeah, at least ten. I, I think. think he got hit eleven, um, maybe twelve. I think they may have said he got hit ten, but I think they got a couple other callbacks uh, with the hits. So. Plus the runs, mm-hmm. so yeah, he got hit a lot. So yeah, yeah so and I don't think he, you know, that's not the, the the I don't know the formula for keeping him healthy for a whole season or having a successful season, you know, otherwise. And then, you know, they put in they put in the backup quarterback. He gets in, he makes a run, and instead of sliding, he tries to take a hit. So I'm not sure what's ingrained in these guys. I know they're they're trying to make something happen, but hey, you have to understand. Live the fight for another day. Fight hard, but live the fight for another day. Right. And, you know, it, it's tough, too, when you look at the way that this game against Dallas got out of control really before even the Giants' defense had any significant time on the field. Exactly. I mean, the Cowboys were up 16 to nothing, and the defense was on the field maybe once in that first quarter. Yeah, that, so, they, they gave up three points. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So when you get into that big of a deficit, you know, people talking about, and I see the conversation on social media kind of criticizing the way that the Giants' defense didn't get enough done, but you know when you're digging yourself out of that big of a hole, I, I think they wanted they wanted the Giants to, to create turnovers or do right. something, but they didn't have a lot of plays in the first half. Right. Then the second half, they like that they started like, okay, now you're gonna get some more plays. Dallas is gonna try to run the ball more. They're gonna keep coming at you. So that means that these guys are gonna start getting tired because once if if guys can run the ball and average like you know four or five yards a, a, a pop, then you're going to get tired pretty quickly. Uh, if you don't stop them on third downs, you're going to get tired pretty quickly. If if they have, you know, if you get the call on the outside that you don't want, the uh, illegal touching, the illegal contact, the the, the weird pass interference call. Yeah. Right? So, you know, and officials aren't going to give you, when they see it rolling one way, you know, they're not doing something, quote, unquote, to, to, to stop the momentum. They think they're calling a good game. And when you look back at it, you're like, man, we lost a lot of calls in that moment. But that's the way the games work. That's the way the games work. The cookie crumbles. That's the way the cookie crumbles. But you know what? A lot of ball game left, folks. A lot of ball game. It's week one. If you look back to last year, week one, the Niners lost to the Bears in week one. You know, and look how that season panned out for those two. So a lot of things can change. A lot of narratives can shift. Um, These teams are still kind of getting their sea legs, figuring out who they are. We're taking calls 201-939-4513. The phone lines are filling up. But first, make sure you go and subscribe to the Giants Huddle podcast. It features long-form interviews with Giants players, coaches, and front office staff, past and present. Plus, hear from the best analysts covering Big Blue and the NFL. Search for Giants Huddle and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or go to Giants.com slash podcast. And don't forget, if you are on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star positive review for all of our Giants podcasts. We've got the phone lines open, 201-939-4513, starting with Tom in Stratford. Tom, how's it going? You're on BBK with Madeline and Howard. Hi, Howard. Hi, Madeline. I need some Madeline um, <laughs> uh, talk down. Oh, <laughs> okay. A little positivity? I was so nervous when I was going. <laughs> you know, I got you, Tom. I, I never, Giving you a big I mean, hug I, right now. I wish I could. Um, you know, everything that could go wrong could go wrong. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I always said last year is I never felt – I always thought the biggest – the biggest advantage the Giants had was our coaching staff 
were superior to the other coaching staff. And we would out-coach them and make up for some talent deficiencies. Last night, I mean Sunday, I just got the feeling that we were out-coached. Because when you're trying to pull your guards to block these super-fast defensive ends on Dallas, it's not going to happen. And instead of just, I would have tried, I would have preferred more straight-ahead plow them, run at uh, run at uh, Makai Austin's. Don't run away from him. Um, I don't know. I just and I, I don't think they, they. I didn't think they made any the necessary adjustments. Yeah, I mean, okay, yes, they were down sixteen nothing, but you know what? It's still the first quarter, and that's just two touchdowns. So I mean, if we can march down the field again like we did at the opening drive. Which, by the way, if that game had been played on Thursday night, they would not have called Thomas for that false start. Oh, <laughs> You're telling me. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, well, for as far as the pulling plays were, I thought there were like three or four of them that you know Saquon just didn't hit. Like uh, everybody was blocked down inside the, the guard or the tackle who had pulled had, had knocked the guy out, and Saquon was following the guy was blocking down inside instead of going busting it out to the hole. Once he sees that a couple times, that's going to change his his run angle, despite who they play going forward, and there'll be teams trying to stop that from happening. I thought the thing that was pretty unsure on some of those plays is that when when they brought an extra man up they were uh the guy that was pulling or not pulling the guy that was blocking down was swimming the guy trying to get up to the guy he wanted to block and you just can't do that you have to like take the guy in that zone you have to go on a lane and and anybody in your lane you have to hit uh and i don't think i don't think that's coaching i think that's I think that's them being desperate because in that first drive everybody says like we like we had six yards or seven yards or a, a, a run or whatever that wasn't right. all runs mm-hmm. those, those were trying right. that was Daniel dropping back and then running for his life right you know and that you know that kind of happens uh, we, we got the big athletic quarterback he's going to make some plays with his legs uh, it added to the, to, to, to the run total but at the same time it really wasn't adding to the run total because we can't get the ball down the field because no, it, there were too many leaks in the, leaks in the front so that that's part of it also. Uh, if there were more, like when they call design quarterback runs late in the game, they were all over it. Mm. So you can see the difference well, between when he drops back the pass and has to run, and when they call the quarterback run off, you know, the, the pull, you can pull the ball all out and have to run because the guy's got the back already. Right, yeah, the design it, it, yeah, it, it, the design, yeah. design is still, look, it kind of looks the same, but it's different. Mm-hmm. wasn't working as well because they were looking for it. Can I ask one more question? Yes. Uh, are we are we looking at the second coming of Everett Flowers when I look at Neil? Because I thought Neil, I was a big. I'm still a big fan of his. I was just so disappointed in his performance. I, I think and, no one is more disappointed in his performance than he is. Right. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know. It's and again, that's one of those things when you have. A great pass rush. They had two Pro Bowl pass rushes. They had one. They were moving all over the line. Mm-hmm. So if he couldn't get Thomas on one, they'd move him inside. Uh, he tried. He tried uh, Schmitz. I think Schmitz kind of held up pretty good against him. They moved him over to to Neil's side to give him a shot at Neil. Then all of a sudden, you start to look. It's, it's like the days of Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White. You start to look and try to designate where he is before you start to set your. You, you're not setting the the front to the linebacker anymore. You're sending it to the pass rusher. 
The problem is if you got two or three pass rushers, like, oh, Lawrence Taylor, 56 is right here. Okay, well, Carl Banks is still coming off the other side. Right. <laughs> and Larry Marshall also is coming, on, coming after you. So that's kind of what it was looking like uh, when they were trying to get things set up. And it just makes guys nervous, and it's, and it's hard to block. But yeah. once well, they once they you know get a little bit more, um, this coaching staff is pretty pretty smart and looking at looking back at what happened, and they're going to be like, okay, let's try this okay. now. Right. You know, and like right. if it was me, what I would do, I would just run at Parsons and try to see how many times I could get guys that like fall on him as we were going. Not not I'm trying to hurt anybody, but but how many times he, I can get him to stand up. After we've come at him, like you know, and this, it, and also you have to also remember this: they they're not allowed to cut anymore when they get to the edges. Right. And so that's you know when you get a guy out there that's athletic, quick, and fast, that all he has to do is juke you, and he's in the backfield. So it, it's like yeah. it's it's a lot more of like I saw they put uh, Bellinger on him one on one one time, and Bellinger's a big, strong. We bragged about how he looks like you know so big. He threw him. Oh, like a like a stuffed animal. Like he, it like was like toy. It, it was yeah. it was like he was doing this thing in, in the yard. He like tossing, trying to hit the circle. He, he looked like he was playing cornhole with him. He threw him like that. I felt bad. Like the yeah. kid is the Parsons was. It's going to be a difficult match for a lot of a lot of players all all around the league. It's a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. I'll get off so other people can get on. Thanks no so much for Have the call, one. Tom. And uh, you know, listen to Tom's point about you know, hey, look, and you know, we we had such an advantage in the coaching staff and this and that. To that, all I will say is that even Betty Crocker burns the brownies every once in a while. <laughs> you know, even Betty Crocker burns the brownies every once in a while. Even the listen. best at their at their job at their best. Everyone's got an off day every once in a while. We can it, let them have one. I, I don't. I don't think the coaches have a lot to do with like what's happening when when you're. I've played in games right. where, where I was outmatched. The, right. the team was outmatched. I've played in games where we outmatched guys. When it's happening, it's happening. Right. You just got to figure out your personal stake in it uh, each individual player like okay where am I going to go okay I do not want to go back and look at this tape and be like called out every play I got to do something the entire time I don't want to get thrown out of the game but I got to fight my fight here personally the entire time and try to get it going and you know it's, it's, a, and it's a different world you don't get to see guys screaming and yelling and, and throwing chairs and, and like I you see, you see one guy doing it, and he's ostracized for it for the, for the next month or so. So it's it's a different world. It's going to be interesting to see how the, how things go. It's a different world indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of ball game left, though. This is yes. one game. It's a it's a rough game. It's a bad game. We can own that, but leave room for growth in that. And hopefully, and week two will it, be a bounce back will, moment. It's, it's definitely going to bounce back. But yes, it just it, it's a tough schedule. Like I said, yeah. those first five are going to be interesting. But you know what? It's why they play the games, right? You got to <laughs> yep. be prepared. You got to be professional. You got to be ready to go. Yep. And I think after week one, there is not a chance that this team is not going to be prepared and ready for week two in Arizona. And this is not a team that you can sleep on. Yeah, and Arizona is going to be an afternoon game, so it's not like they're going to get up super early. It's going to be like a regular one o'clock game for them. And then they have Thursday night with San Fran. Yeah. And then they have Monday One game night. at a time, <laughs> Howard. One game <laughs> at a time. 201-939-4513. Giants fans, take your fandom to the next level with a season ticket membership. Stay connected to mm-hmm. the club all year round, not just on game days. Memberships are now available for the 2023 season. To learn more about all the exclusive member benefits, visit Giants.com slash tickets. Limited inventory is available uh, phone lines are full right now, so mm-hmm. we want to get to some of these callers. James in Georgia on line two. James, you're on with Howard and Madeline. Uh-oh. 
What's up, hey, James? Hey, how y'all doing? Very how you good. doing, James? Uh, uh, Phil, give me a second. I try not to be long-winded. Um, calling and kind of connecting to what I called about yesterday. I'm glad that you were on, Howard. I was hoping that it would be you or Casillas with okay. one of the three Stooges and Madeline. I love you. I'm glad you're on the show, too. Thanks, James. Um, Yo, Stooge, what's up? But... No, it's three Stooges and Madeline. I'm not a Stooge. <laughs> I appreciate oh, no. that. James yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She's not a Stooge. Thank right. you. Stooges was on yesterday. Okay. was on yesterday. And it's like, we the fans. I know we're just fans, and, you know, we don't get paid to do this. Mm-hmm. We call in because we love it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. they, like, the last two times I've called in, they, like, minimized my point that, I'm, that I was trying to make while simultaneously making my point for me <laughs> and arguing against me points that you made, Howard, in the post-game show mm. and Peyton and Fitzpatrick and other players make. Like, Fitz- Peyton and Fitzpatrick made it on the uh, broadcast last night or whatnot, right? So let me uh, move on. <laughs> what, I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say is that now it's it's not the reason that they lost the game, but at no point in the game did anybody show any fight to try to get out of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, Lance, he oh uh, well, that's a mute point. Now you're drawing that straws and this and that. And another point I tried to make was that Michael Parsons lives rent free in some of these Giants' heads. Uh, uh, Evan Neal being one of them. And Andrew Thomas, you know, Lance said yesterday the reason that Andrew Thomas jumped is because Michael Parsons over there and you got to pay him extra attention. That's somebody who's living in your head and scaring you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So moments later when I make the point, it's, you know, I'm talking gibberish for some reason. <laughs> so on the post game, you know, yesterday, uh, Sunday, whatever, Howard, he said, you know, eventually, like I'm, or you just said a couple seconds ago, I'm not going to get kicked out the game, but I'm going to do what I can to not get embarrassed, you know what I'm saying, to show up with some Giants pride, mm-hmm. which we had no, what, what's our mantra? Tough, uh, smart, dependable. Smart, tough, dependable. If you, wrap, if you wrap all that up, you can call that Giants pride, right? Mm-hmm. Not, we didn't have too much of that uh, Sunday. We really had none. There wasn't much dependability at all. Are you understand? Know yeah. So, you you making the point that I that I was trying to say to them, like, no, it's not the end all be all, but these guys are professional athletes, and if they don't care about the game, then they're in the wrong profession. And if you don't wake up with a little bit more, with a little bit extra to come and beat Dallas because you're playing for New York, these fans, then you're really not going to be here that long. I like give me Odell versus Josh Norman every Sunday. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but don't the, get it, but like, I don't kill it, nobody. It's a different game. It, it's a, like d- it's a different time. I mean, I'm like, it's a you different know, athlete. It's a different time. It's a different world. It's like, guys, it's like, I watched all the training camp. I didn't see any pushing and shoving. Yeah. You know, even when they were playing against the other team, there was no like, it's just a different world. And it's like, right. happy, and, happy, you know, joy, joy, hugs and kisses, everybody. Let's get a massage. I'm like, okay, all right, give me some beer and wings, and, I, and I let's mean, get after it. I, that's a different time. Right. And I, I tell, tell you, know, they, these guys work out, you know, in the off season, whatever. All together. even said it. While he was, 
while he was working out with Isaiah Simmons, they was talking friendly trash to, to each other. I'll see you week two. I'll see you week two. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they're on the same team. But they would have had that little bit of extra, like, oh, yeah, I got you once. I got you again. And they're like, oh, no, I don't think that, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying there's a little something extra to it sometimes. And, you know, okay. moving on to this week, what do, what do you see, Howard, that can be the X factor that we can point to that will get us above the X and those, not just the individual person that has to play better, but what do you see as our clear-cut advantage, I guess? I I'll take the rest off the air. Thanks so much for the call, so James. Appreciate well, it. You know, to address the first part of that, the fight, you know, very few guys in the league fight. There are very few fights in the league. They're, they're, they've uh, legislated them out of the game by, mm-hmm. by huge, huge, huge fines. Uh, they're trying to protect the shield or the image of the game. Right. Uh, they don't like that anymore. Right. So it's it's just it's just rare. Back in the old days, it was like, oh, it was blood and guts, and we were in a different type of world, so it looked a little different, and I understand it. As far as what would you do uh, when things are going bad, uh, the crowd is, like, getting out of it and everything, I personally would just, you know, do my job the best way I could and make sure on Monday when we're sitting in that film session, they're not going, hey, Howard, good job. But you, what you did, like I just make sure that it was. Yeah, don't, you don't want to be don't noticed. Be calling, in the film yeah, don't yeah. be calling my name and saying I did something wrong. Was was my mantra the entire time? So I worked really hard at that. And then what what will be above the X's and O's? There are no above the X's and O's. What what happens this week? Is it like again? Uh, if it's me, I'm trying to get Saquon started. I'm trying to get the offensive line started. Basically, I'm trying to figure out some some plays that we run well. Something we can do well. I'm looking at matchups up front. Uh, and guys, you know, I want to get Neil and, and, and the guys that were having the hardest time uh, but that everybody's picking on now, but I want to get them going early. Mm-hmm. And the way to get them going early is let them mash some guys. Yeah. You know, and then you do the play action off of that. But to, if you run the ball in the fifth series, the, the, the first play, you got to get three to four yards on it. Well, we've talked about, too, ad nauseum, especially in the offseason, mm-hmm. looking at Evan Neal and looking at the growth and his working on his hands and working on his footwork and working with Willie Anderson. And, you know, he's at areas of struggle. And a lot of people talk about at the offensive line position how hard mm-hmm. it is to translate from college to the NFL while making that transition while also translating from the right to the left side mm-hmm. or the left to the right side, excuse mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mirroring everything. Your, your muscle memory is going backwards. And, yes, he's got a full season of that last year. He's doing it again this year. But it feels like still... I'm I'm wondering, is it that the right side is just not as intuitive to him? Is that is that what it is? Is it that no no is there... no, no excuses for it? He's he's, no. he's gotta play better. Uh, right, of but, course. But, but I'm just th- curious. But things like watching him getting his ankle spatted, you know, right. early on in the game. Right. And like is he tweaking things again? Like what's what's happening? And then you you get tweaked when you get out of position and that, that kinda may have happened to him. I don't know. Uh, and again I don't wanna speak for him because I don't know exactly what he's supposed to be doing. I just know if if the guy that you're supposed to, looks like you're supposed to be blocking is getting by you, you made a mistake. Right. And the usually way you can tell if a if an offensive lineman has made a mistake, he is looking at the quarterback when he's sacked, or he's reaching down to help him up. That means that's your guy that's that's getting off of him. Not ideal. Yeah. Not ideal. Um, but, but to yeah. get but to, to to you know finish up on the caller, get him going early. Yeah. You know, give him some easy plays. Give him some plays. You know some short sets where they they don't they, it doesn't matter how quick the guy might get around them because hey look the ball's already gone right and they're rolling away from you too 
you know, th- things that will help him out where he can get extra shots or whatever he needs to do to get himself going in the right direction. Uh, just like you would do that for a quarterback with some short, quick throws, you can also do that for offensive linemen. Let's matriculate the ball down the field, right? <laughs> matriculate the ball down the field. we got to get it to the end and get some yeah, points on the board I early. Got those, I know we got those burners out there, but you, you can't you can't start the burners. You can't get the – right. you can't, <laughs> if you can't get the match lit. So if you can't get the match lit, right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a, you got a young team. It's the yeah. first time the Giants have started a rookie center since uh, in a season opening game since 1997. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they started rookie corners in Tay Banks and, and Trey Hawkins Who for the I first time in 1980. Well. I, did, I did too. Yeah. I did too. But again, it's a young, mm-hmm. young, a lot of youth on this team that's looking to grow in that uh, 201-939-4513. First of all, run or walk with Giants legends, friends. The Giants Foundation will host a 5K race and kids run presented by Quest on Sunday, October 8th at 9 a.m. at MetLife Stadium. Net proceeds will benefit the Giants Foundation. All participants will receive a commemorative T-shirt after the race. Stay for a post-race festival with appearances by Giants legends and a live DJ. Register now at Giants.com slash 5K. 201-939-4513. Madeline Burke, Howard Cross, hashtag Giants Chat. You know the drill. Uh, line three, Hugo in New Jersey has been holding. Hugo, thanks for calling BBK. What's going on? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Um, I, I want to follow up a little bit here on, on Evan Neal. Um, I, I guess I should preface it by saying that when we drafted Evan Neal, um, everyone sort of knew he had good tape at Alabama. One thing that did concern me is that because Bama had won the national championship and had an extended season, he opted not to work out at the Combine. And I always like to look at offensive linemen at the Combine because it tells me a lot about their traits, their ability to move their feet, mirror, their balance, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So that left some doubts in my mind, but uh, I figured the scouts knew what they were doing, and he had good tape at Bama. Without a doubt, he was a top prospect. So... Yes, I, on yesterday's show, John said, uh, John Schmelk said that if by the bye week, which this year's in December, mm-hmm. he doesn't show improvement, that then the Giants really need to start thinking about a plan B for Evan Neal. So I have two questions, really. Mm-hmm. One, is it just technical with him or is it physical? Because there are a bunch of people online who are saying, he doesn't have the feet, he doesn't have the balance, he doesn't have the core strength to no. play the position. And then the second thing is, other if you're not a rookie, because obviously a rookie's getting indoctrinated into professional football. Mm-hmm. If you're not a rookie, if you're a player second or third year, already in season, not in the off season, but in season, can a player make a big leap in season? Because I, I think sometimes... Some time ago on this show, I think it was you, uh, Howard, who said, in season, it's about game planning. Mm-hmm. Off season and training camp is about getting your technique right, getting stronger, doing the things to improve. So if we've got to start thinking about a plan B per John Schmelk uh, in December <laughs> of this year, uh, is it even realistic to expect Evan Neal to make a significant improvement in season? Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing. Like, I, I still think that this season went away last year once he got hurt. Then his whole his whole well, technique and everything went out the window. Starting this year, 
I thought his technique was getting better in the preseason. I saw him play a few times. Like he looked like his technique was getting better. And then all of a sudden in the game, like I said, I saw him getting spatted on the sideline. That mm-hmm. is not something that you usually do uh, when you're during, when you, the game, when, during the game is you're getting taped up. So that doesn't help him a lot. Uh, as far as core strength stuff, he's a big, strong, agile kid. I think he's really tall. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, being able to play lower – it's going to be something he's going to be dealing with his entire career, but yeah. I, I don't I don't know from there. You know, I I I'm not. I've tried to watch him in practice and everything, but they're not going full speed in practice. Yeah, they're I mean, not. They're not. Right. They're not at each other. Like everything's changed. Every team deals with the yeah. same thing. But you know, can he get better? Yeah, I mean, he could definitely get a lot better between now and like now and between la- between Sunday night mm-hmm. and Sunday, he'll be better. Now, okay. when it goes from Sunday to Thursday night and Boza shows up? Well, that's, you know, I, I was going to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I wouldn't mind it so much if it was like Lawrence and Parsons doing a number on him. But in the fourth quarter, he was getting beat by the third and fourth string guys for Dallas. You know, those two hits from the right side that Daniel took and they finally took him out of the game were, again, like, but they got they, they got they got they got jumped off sides twice. Right. They called him on the second one. Wow, that's 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 true. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he was, no, 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 no. He was having he was having a no, no. I mean, my point is, he was having a rough time with with Dallas's backups. Now they they may be very good backups. But uh, you just can't pin it on, you know, no. he's going to have a rough time with the Boses of the world and the no, Cardinals. But, but I'm saying, though. Because everyone does. Right. That, that guy at the end was, you know, jumping, was jumping the snap. And that's something else that the Giants can do. They can change the snap count up. Mm-hmm. Because if they're going on the first count on every play or whatever they're doing, because I can't hear them because I got their headphones on uh, during, during the game. But that could be something that can help them a lot. Because they, they will you take know. them away from a big tendency. It also helped the offensive linemen. But, you know, today's game is different when, than, you know, a few years ago. A few years ago, you couldn't hear anything. And you, know, and you just played. And now you uh, see the guy, the guard slapped the tackle, mm-hmm. and then they snapped the ball. I can't figure that out for, my, for life because at tight end, I didn't hear the ball snapped at all. <laughs> I just have to look at it. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, a quick question, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know if you saw this as well, but it looked to me on TV – there were a couple of times when uh, Andrew Andrew Thomas had his left foot back. It was a clear passing down. He was ready to go in pass protection. It seemed like Evan Neal was like almost in like a run stance with his hand in the dirt. Did Did you see that as well, or did it, no. was I imagining? I think you're. No? I think they're all in the same stance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Thanks okay. for the call, Hugo. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you chiming in. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, you know, saying that they're going to have to make a decision on Evan Neal as soon as uh, December. That's uh, again, if 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 he's not playing well this week and next week, there'll be a van out here driving around with big guys walking through the lo- walking through the uh, lobby. That's just right. That's just the way Shane and those guys are doing it. Uh, they they found guys last year and brought them in. Pert better be getting his best foot forward so he can get himself ready to get some opportunities. Big guys don't grow on trees. They draft you in the first round. They will give you, you know, they'll give you a little length in the rope. But if they have big expectations for the team and they feel like you're like a weak link, they will have guys circling through at your spot. Yeah. That's nothing against Neil or anybody on the offensive line. We saw the first year they came in, a, a whole host of guys like circle through until they found a group of guys. So, 
you know, he'll he'll have to do a lot. Again, him and Thomas both got nicked up in the game. Mm-hmm. Thomas got hurt, nicked up, chasing, God bless him, chasing the guy, trying to chase the guy down on the block, block field goal. And I don't remember exactly when Neil got nicked up, but he got nicked up too. But you notice that they left Neil in the game. They're right. like, you need to work, keep getting, you know, keep fighting, you know, and, and that's going to be the big thing. And you got to push through it. You got to persevere, right? You got to push through the adversity. I remember the first time I got in a car accident, the next day my dad was like, get behind the wheel. You're driving again. You're not going to be like running scared from this moment, you know, like this is the same I would have t- took your keys. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he probably should have. I got Insur- quite a few more car accidents Insurance after that one. going through the roof like, what is wrong with you? Right, exactly. It's an expensive habit. No, but, but you know, it's one of those things like you, you get beat and instead of running from it, it's like, no, stand in there and face it and, and learn to to pull that out of yourself and, and find that, that well, strength. You do learn a lot from getting your butt kicked. Right. But I, I tell and almost people, you I almost tell learn them, more from getting your butt kicked than you learn from kicking someone's butt. You always learn more from getting your butt kicked yeah. than you do from winning. And you know, you could win and and a lot of things could be going wrong but you won. Mm-hmm. So you feel good about the moment. Coach is trying to coach you up and get after you. And, and you're, like, you're yeah, kind of yeah, listening to him. Yeah, yeah, coach, you know, I, I did good enough. We hung in there. But when you get your butt kicked right. and they're coaching you up, every word they're saying is important to you and you're trying to get better at it. Yeah, because so. you're trying to get better for yourself. You're trying yeah. to get better for your job security. You're trying to get better for your team. Yeah, and like if you win. Uh, your you, pride. Yeah, you, you win. Yeah. I might, I we might, got it I, done. We figured it out. It all worked out uh, just know, fine. I might come in for rehab in the morning. I feel pretty good, though. And if you lose, you'll be in here early getting ice and taped and stretched and whatever they need you to do because, like, hey, look, they this group right here will get rid of me. So yeah, yeah they'll, he'll be here. He'll be getting his stuff together. Getting it together, keeping it together. Mm-hmm. 201-939-4513. 2023 NFL schedule is officially out and single game tickets are on sale now. Don't miss the Giants at MetLife Stadium this season. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat. Also, the Giants' official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and on the Giants mobile app. 201-939-4513, Madeline Burke and Howard Cross here on Big Blue Kickoff Live on a Tuesday afternoon, September 12th. We've got Pete in Staten Island on the line. Pete, what's what's happening? Oh, no, Pete gave up on us. It's okay. I know we kept you waiting. Uh, Pete in Staten Island, try us back. We'll get to you soon. Uh, we've got Jiwan and Patterson. Jiwan, how's it going? You're on BBK with Madeline hey. and Howard. What's up, man? Hey, good afternoon. How you doing, Madeline? How you doing, uh, Howard? Very how's good. everything? Very good, very good. good. That's good. That's good. Good talking to you guys. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Um, one thing about the game I can say is I've been a Giants fan for a long time, being 34 years of age. I've been a Giants fan since about 93. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my father, um, following my father. So uh, I've seen games where, um, you know, that is just one of those nights, one of those days where, you know, things were just not going our way. And, um, you know, I, I just want Giants fans to know um, that there's no need to panic, um, even though, you know, I, I know we had six sacks. Um, you know, I think that's uh, huge. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to clean up on it. But I, I just want Giants fans to know that there's no need to panic because, um, you know, this team is different from recent years. Um, you know, I think they do know they will find a way to win. Um, I definitely watched the Cardinals and Washington game just to see both the, how both teams were looking. Mm-hmm. And um, the Cardinals are definitely, you know, bringing the same, you know, the defense is flying all over the place. Um, but 
I mean, if they have Josh Dobbs starting, um, I think that that's a plus for us. Um, but I just want Giants fans to know, man, that um, that's just one of those games where, and I know you've probably had games like that too, Howard, uh, you know, <laughs> in, your, in your time playing that uh, just nothing was going your way, you know. And um, so just looking ahead, I feel like um, we do have, you know, we have the Arizona, then we have uh, the Niners, then we have the Seahawks. It, it looks rough, but I just feel like um, if we get a win this Sunday, you know, that'll kind of um, build some steam. And um, I think this team should be should be pretty fine going forward. Yeah, I mean, you're not, my, in my opinion, you're not wrong about how a little vitamin W can help a lot of things. <laughs> getting a win, getting some momentum, getting some positivity in the building that absolutely would juice things up, Juwan. Here's the other thing: like I tell people this all the time. People were asking me uh, just yesterday, like, "What do you think?" Oh my God, what I'm saying. Listen, every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. You get better or you get worse, but every day is a new day. I played in the game one time. I had, I think, the ball touched my hand five times. I never caught it. It was tipped. It, it was, it was like I jumped. I'm like, I'll just die for it. I'm like, dude, I'm not catching it anyway. He's over they're here playing never, hot potato. They're, they're never going to throw it to me again. Next game, I caught seven <laughs> passes. I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? He goes, like, I knew you were going to catch it. Just going to start, keep throwing it to you. I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. But <laughs> like, so you, you just never know. So, but, uh, and I tell people, like, you can't predict what's going to happen next week, or whatever. If guys are healthy, mm-hmm. guys are going to fight. Guys want to play. They're going to find a way to get it done. Got a great coaching staff. These guys are really smart. They're going to look at some things. Uh, they're going to tell Daniel, hey, look, I appreciate your big, strong, putting on the 20 pounds. Slide. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, slide. Oh, cool. Yeah, but outside of that, I think they're going to do better. I think the defense will will do a lot better. I think the Banks and Hawkins uh, played pretty good game. And I think that make, that's going to give teams some pause. Jackson on the inside. I think the one big play that Dallas had, Throwing the ball where where, where um, Lamb got open, I think mm-hmm. Jackson and 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 somebody and somebody ran in each other. Yeah, it was Jackson and the safety or Jackson and somebody because he's. Why were pl- the tight ends had a pick? No, nah, or is that the different I, players? I, I, no, I think it's like they did kind of run a pick, but it caused the DBs to run in each right. other. So that that spacing will get a little bit better, and that won't happen again. Uh, and they'll be looking for that from from now on too. So that data disappeared. I think that that's going to be good. I saw Simmons a couple times blow by the quarterback. They're just nudging him out of the way. I think his path uh, and his dip is going to be a little bit better when he's coming in there, so it's going to be harder to get to him. And the guy, whoever it is that's standing inside of him, is going to be harder to get to. I saw Nacho, uh, the one of the defensive, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Like he, The game's kind of like they're ahead by 20 points. He makes a play in the backfield, gets up and dances. I'm like, I said, at first I thought, why is he doing that? And then I thought, go ahead, dog, go get yours, go get, go make your plays, mm-hmm. get, be excited. So that's, you know, that if 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 his energy starts to flow over to some of the other guys, it's going great. I thought the middle backer played good. I thought he did all right, getting to, you know, get he got out of position a couple times, but for the most part, he was not out of position. He was making plays. So I, I think there are a lot of positives. I just think again. The block kick, the 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 quick hit on on, on Saquon, and 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 the ball popped in there. Got to remember, the D line was getting through. When right. the D line got through, he's got to clutch it. He can't throw it on time. It, those are the things that cause it. It's just going to cause issues. But the, the offensive line is going to was what we've been talking about the entire time about. We got to figure out how to get them up and running. The way to always get the offensive line up and running is to let them run the ball and let them smash some people. And that's that's what right. I'm hoping for. Right, 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 right. 
Hey, uh, one thing, one one more thing about your drops um, in the past, man. I know you're better than Kadarius Tony, so it's okay. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're way that, better than Kadarius Tony. That so. was one time Good. over my career. I didn't have a lot of them, but that one that one particular game, it was it was a lot of fun to be sitting out there going, "Oh my God!" And we still. G-Wan just had to get that jab in there too. <laughs> Everybody's been on Tony, man. It, hey, look, I, I get the Tony thing, but it, it is what it is. You know, we we we, yeah. we picked him, so you know it, it, it happens. Yeah, appreciate the call. Thanks so much for calling in two zero one nine three nine four five one three here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Madeline Burke and Howard Cross on a Tuesday morning. We've got Scott in New Mexico holding on line two. Scott, how's it going? Good. Uh, good morning, uh, Madeline and Howard. Uh, I have a couple of issues. I, I when a game like this takes place, everyone is complicit. Uh, and it's a shame because they didn't have to play as badly as they did. But uh, it's water under the bridge, so to speak, and mm-hmm. this is, as everybody's addressed one game. Oh, one point I wanted to make before I even go into my main point. Um, whether you're a Jet fan or a Giant fan or any fan, uh, I want to acknowledge uh, what a really tragedy it was for Aaron Rodgers to go down the way he did because he's such Absolutely. a great athlete. And I, he brings so much to the NFL, so it's a shame that that happened, but uh, that's football. So, yeah, and for uh, anybody listening who happened to miss that somehow, some way, Aaron Rodgers did uh, fully rupture his Achilles, will be out for right. the entire se- season on the fourth offensive snap of the game. Tough one. Right. But um, the question I have for you, uh, I kind of believe what the first caller said. There was a lot of plays that I didn't understand uh, in regards to having people block certain people and not calling audibles. I didn't see a lot of blitzing from uh, Wing Martinet, which is his, uh, you know, his... uh, his 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 more his calling his, card. What well, his calling yeah, card, right? Yeah. Exactly, which I was surprised at. But I wanted to get to sort of Howard's perspective. You've had uh, a game like this. I believe coaches are always more complicit than the players are because they didn't get the best out of the players. What can the coaches tell you as a player to motivate you to say, "Hey, this was unacceptable." Uh, we may have called a bad game, and I think the Giants did, but how do they get you motivated to say this isn't going to happen again? I, I sort of harken back to a Ray Lewis where he said, I hate uh, losing more than I like winning. And where is the players and where are the coaches that will be able to motivate you, a player, and say this isn't going to happen again because you have a whole season in front of you? So I was curious what coaches do in the locker room or what they do on, on the uh, you know, practice field to say you're not going to do this again. Well, and what can they say to do that? Yeah, and well, and Howard, I know you're, you'll get into more detail on this, but while I'm sure the coaches and the, and the leaders on the team will have a lot to say in that regard, you know, as a professional athlete, as a professional player, if you need somebody else to provide that motivation to bounce back from that week one loss, and that's 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 a significant problem because that that has to be some inherent motivation as well. I think that a lot of I think a lot of that is sound bites, and and we do a lot to glamorize uh, coaches uh, screaming and yelling and, and doing things. I, now back in the day, Parcells would have been really easy because it was in the nineties, and, and the league was definitely I'll a window kid. Which which seat do you want? Because you're out of here. I'm not. I'm, you're not ever going to see the fill again. And like, Isle or window. And he would just he would just cut somebody. He would cut somebody important. Mm-hmm. Like he's sending a message, 
I'm like, okay, well, we can't cut all of us. We got to, we still got to play. So, you know, that, that was one thing. My thing always was as a player was like, I wanted to grade out as high as possible every week. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be a week where they could come in and ask me questions or they would point to me or look, this guy over here is fighting every play. Check him out or something. I, that's all I wanted to hear every time I played. That's all I wanted to hear. If you're playing bad around me, that ain't my problem. I'll be, come on guys, let's go. But I'm not going to use all my energy begging you to keep going uh, and and not play well myself. I've played again in some games where we played against, we played against the Cowboys with Charles Haley. Right. And I'm like, that dude, we are not blocking him. I'm like, somebody, hey, do what? Why are you putting me over there in front of him? We're not blocking him. You can put all of us in front of him. Let the rest of the guys go. We can't stop him. Or Reggie White throwing the tackle four feet in the air as he runs by him. Like, we've had some guys like that in history. Like, the, I can remember playing against guys like that. But you just got to keep grinding it out. And we didn't win those games. Yeah. Right. And we didn't. Well, and there was a couple times, uh, more than a couple times, that those games were actually blowouts against us. Well, my, my last question, uh, I'll take it off the air. Uh, the thing that hurt the most in the game was not anything that the Giants did. is what Chris Collinsworth said. Uh, and what he did say was the Giants aren't cut out to come back from a 16-point deficit. And that struck me as really bizarre because I watched the parallel game. I watched the, the Philadelphia team against New England. Right. And the score in that game was 16 to nothing, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the final score was 25 to 20. And had New England's receiver been able to keep two feet in bounds, there was a good possibility they were going to beat uh, Philadelphia. So when someone says that on the air and says, hey, uh, the Giants are in you know, aren't equipped to come back from 16 points. I really get kind of aggravated because why are you on the football field if you can't get back from a 16-point deficit? And so I want to get your perspective, and I'll be glad to take the answers off the air, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much for the call, Scott. Appreciate it. Is this the Chris Collinsworth to play for Cincinnati? This is the Chris Collinsworth to play for Cincinnati. You got a Super Bowl ring, right? Collinsworth slide and all that good stuff. You got got the Super Bowl ring? Yeah, he has a Super Bowl ring, right? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I don't know. I, I tell you what, when we're doing commentary, including myself, Carl, Papa, you name it, in the emotion of the game and in the moment this is happening, you will say things that, that, that you feel that's going on in the game. That's a broadcast thing. Uh, the team is not built to come back from, from a 16-point deficit when in actuality this team is built from a skill position <laughs> look to be – able to come back from a 30-point deficit because you got speed all over the field. You got guys can catch the ball all over the field. And you got a defense that, if something was going totally wrong, should be able to step up and give you something. The thing I said before the season, I think you were sitting here with me, yep. Wink's defense is not designed to intercept balls because when they're playing man-to-man and blitzing, your back is to the quarterback. Right. So you'll knock a lot of balls down. You'll keep. You'll break up a lot of plays. You may even get some sacks. But there won't be, like, the, the players that will get the interceptions will be mostly safeties because they'll be the guys that are deepest looking at the quarterback. Yeah. And I think it's it's hard to say, oh, this team is not built to overcome this deficit. Were the 1993 Bills built to overcome the largest deficit with the Houston Oilers? It was a 32-point deficit in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, but they did. It was the Kansas City Chiefs, actually. No, it was the Bills and the Oilers. Really? Yeah, okay. I remember that vividly because it was the very first time I, wa- I was watching a game with my dad. 
and the Bills were up, and I bet him that the Bills would win. <laughs> and I said, if they win, you have to clean my room. And, I, and then all of a sudden, I, I lost that bet, and I cried. Um, <laughs> and so a young Matty Burke learned very early on not to bet on football <laughs> games because it broke my heart. But yeah, that one, you know, core memory right there. Or, you know, you look at even this last year, you know, the Vikings down 33 nothing to the Colts last year. <laughs> yeah. Were yeah. they built for that comeback? I mean, these things happen. Or so the it's, more, Or the more famous one, uh, the Eagles and the Patriots in the Super Eagles Bowl. Eagles and Patriots in the Super Bowl. Or the, um, you know, 28-3, to mm-hmm. the, you know, the Falcons. Oh, it was Falcons. Yeah, it was the Falcons. Different Falcons. bird, different, different bird. All birds are the same to me. I dislike them all. Birds of a feather, <laughs> what have you. But yeah, the Falcons, 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. It's like when you look at a team, you say, well, this team isn't built for that. I, yeah, well, you get, you get, I don't, what does that even mean, right? What does that I, even mean? Again, the, the, we say things and stuff. To, it's it's yeah. the emotion of what's going on. Oh, this team's never built for that. Or oh, that's what losing does. Losing breeds losing. Or what's the what's my other favorite one? Uh, is uh, I think it's I, I think it's something to deal to do with momentum. This momentum, like bro, all you gotta do is go out there. If you make one play, everybody's not gonna make a play. It may feel like that, but not everybody will do it. But you just got to keep grinding the entire time and keep getting after it. I, and I said, this week, they're going to fly around in Arizona. Another bird, of course. Another bird. They're going to be flying around in Arizona. But to prevent and to stop that, you you know, you know, know, bludgeon them pretty hard by going right at them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's the message. I think that's the feel that you got to get. And I think that that's, you know, a whole bunch of people are going to be rolling over over the pile and trying to get after guys. And I think there are going to be there are a lot of calls for, for a fight. Let's get it going. But not yeah. a physical fight. But, like, no, but a like, lot of calls. So let's get it going. Let's have a little grit in this. I mean, yeah. because as much as the, the Giants, are, like you said earlier, the Giants are looking at the Cardinals saying this could be the get right game. The Cardinals are looking at the Giants saying this could this be the get right game. This could be our get right this game. Is, these are two NFL teams. And they are not, you know, they're in the National Football League for a reason. Um, I like I like that everybody goes. The Cardinals are going to tank. I'm like, I don't know who's trying to tank on this team, but they'll be getting rid of me. No, absolutely right. not. Right, I never and believe it's, that. and I understand that there are some moments in which organizations will say, okay, we're going to put this team in a position to perhaps look towards the future. No. But the players on the field, to a man, are not going out there saying, oh, let's just mail it in because no. there's pride, there's personal pride. No, that's the NBA and major 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 league baseball football. Okay, so cutting Colt McCoy. Made it might not make as much sense as you think, but they're not tanking because the entire team is up for grabs. If they right, do. right, exactly. Like it, it's not like they're just going to draft the quarterback number one. That means they're going to have the first pick in the second round too, and the first pick in the third round. So that puts a lot of people in jeopardy. They're not doing that, which is why the players on the field are not not for this, right? They're the not players do everything players they can the to keep their job. This is a livelihood, yes. yeah. This mm-hmm. is a livelihood, and no matter what the circumstance around you, you're going out there and you're putting your best foot forward to say, "I'm going to do this for myself." We're for all, my why, everyone's got their why. We're all in, all in, mm-hmm. exactly. And you know what? The Giants and the Cardinals, Giants and another bird. Well, and, and again, here's the other part: if the team is tanking, and you're a player, and and you're a part of the quote unquote tank, and you still want to play, they cut you. Nobody wants you. Exactly. Because <laughs> so, they look no. at that. What did yeah. that guy do on that? I mean, you know, totally there's there's good player bad team moments yeah. as well. Um, all right. Well, that's a wrap for our show today. Big Blue kickoff live right here on the Giants Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of BBK. It's part of the Giants platforms everywhere. Giants.com slash podcast. My name is Madeline Burke. He's Howard Cross at Madeline Burke at Howard Cross 87. Let us know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, and make sure to follow along for more. We'll be following 
all the good stuff here all on the, the Giants stuff. Podcast Network. I don't know. This is the end of the show. I'm, I'm looking for like another you're show. You're over right? here checking your email. No, like, like, Howard's like, what's I'm, happening? I'm actually on show. Pulling, you're pulling up a tea time. No, I'm not. I'm looking at, no, that's the rundown for the game. Let me see. There's another show, Giants Hangout or something that, um, that I'm that Oh, I'm yes. A, that I'm a part of them, uh, but I don't know when that's it's today. That's today. Is it going to be? No, should be, should be up now. It's oh. up now. Yep. It's called Giants Hangout. There it is. Yeah, I do that on Thursdays, starting yeah. in on Thursday. Yeah, I do mine the day after the game. So, but you know. did you already record it? I did. So the one that up it's up is Lance. Uh, Lance Meadow, Russ Salzberg, and you, Howard Cross. Yeah, we did our first run without mm-hmm. a guest to see if we could do this and that I, that I wouldn't like try to reach through the, the Zoom to grab Rush or, or Lance. It worked out, you know. I, I didn't get to – I feel you can't touch them through the Zoom, so it worked out. Can't touch this. <laughs> da, na, na, na. And then Thursday, it'll be myself, Jonathan Casillas, and I believe is B. London coming on that one? unclear question mark we'll see you know what it'll be a surprise for giants fans so tune in find out who's joining the The, giants huddle on thursdays hangouts i mean hangouts we got so many podcasts but also listen to the huddle because that's a great one as well (laughs) absolutely we got so many podcasts tune into the podcast thanks for tuning into this one howard cross madeline burke we'll see you next time getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.